flurry of 12 points in six minutes, uh, finishing with a career-high 15. One of the many heroes in the Missouri State win yesterday, and Troy D'Amico joins us now on In the Doghouse. Troy, welcome, and uh, congratulations on the Missouri State win. Thank you. It was a big one. We needed that one. Absolutely. And when was the last time, thinking back in, in your career, that uh, you provided a spark like that? Because uh, Marcus and Lance were struggling shooting uh, early on, and um, Bears were just kind of hanging around. When was the last time in your career that you remember that you provided that spark? Yeah, I would say probably uh, earlier in January against Evansville in the first half. I came out and had a, a similar first half, but other than that, I probably couldn't tell you. Yeah. Now, as far as uh, yesterday's game uh, was concerned, seems like once you got going, then Lance Jones is like, okay, I better wake up. And then he finished with a flurry at the end of the first half and, and start in the second half. And it seems like when other guys who aren't the starting five or coming off the bench or whatever do something big, it tends to be contagious for this team, doesn't it? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, X had a, a great game at Bradley. Jawan's been playing really well lately. I I definitely think when, uh, you know, we have those other key role players or uh, players coming off the bench step up, I think everybody else picks up on it. And we mentioned that uh, J.D. had four, uh, five rebounds in that first half, and four of them were huge offensive rebounds, and I think three of them directly led to baskets. So uh, yeah. when, when, when Southern needed uh, some, some life off the bench, uh, you guys definitely provided it. Uh, yesterday. Uh, let's talk about how your year has gone. You started the first nine games because obviously JD was kind of battling uh, a back injury then at, at that point. Now you're not a true five, but when this was kind of sold to you uh, by the coaching staff, you weren't expected to be a true five in there, were you? No, I wasn't expecting to play five at all, but obviously with the injuries that we had, you know, Scotty, uh, he hurt his hand earlier in the season too. Uh, so with the the holes we had at center, obviously I had to step in and fill that role, which I was happy with doing. And, uh, you know, since then, I've kind of transitioned back to playing more of a wing role. And uh, I think I'm a little more comfortable as a wing. So I remember when you were talking to Ronnie Watson about um, a little over a month ago, you had mentioned that it was kind of pitched you as almost being like uh, a guard playing in the five spot, right? Yeah, Coach Mullins had talked to me about that uh, after – you know, probably the first five or six games, uh, just trying to figure out how I could really utilize myself the most at the five. And he, he was the one who said that uh, I should have the mindset of playing the big like a guard instead of trying to play the big like a big, which I'm not. Well, heck, everybody thinks they're a guard anymore. Anybody, everybody thinks they can, <laughs> and everybody thinks they can handle uh, the basketball. You truly can and did and, and kind of bailed us out for the first nine games of the season. You talk about roles. I mean, it's one thing for guys to be able – to do a bunch of different things and play a bunch of different roles. But it's another thing to, you know, to borrow a wrestling uh, phrase, Maddie, uh, you got to know your role uh, too. And it seems like the guys on this team at this point in the season truly know what they're supposed to do when they get out there. Yeah, definitely. Especially at this point in the season too, uh, you kind of have to know your role. Uh, we can't, we can't still be figuring things out this late. So uh, I think that's one thing that our team has done a good job of. Troy, Matt Varney here. Uh, you know, you're talking about being in that big spot at the beginning of the season. You know, Marcus in years past has had to fill that role also in uh, dire situations. Did he provide any advice to you during that nine-game stretch where you were starting as a big four of the team and filling in a position that maybe you weren't exactly comfortable in but knew that you had to fill so that the team could, uh, you know, perform? Yeah, Marcus, Marcus is a great leader. 
I think, uh, you know, he, he helps everybody. He might not be, he might not be the most vocal guy on the court, but, you know, definitely off the court, just little things, little tips, what he sees. I think he's always done a great job, uh, especially telling me, uh, like little things that I could do better in practice. And, uh, I think he, he's done a really good job doing that the past two years. And now that uh, JD is back healthy, as healthy as he's been, I think since since he's came uh, to Southern, you know he's providing a spark. You know you got Scotty back uh, healthy as well. Uh, obviously Clarence uh, has started games and has really been been setting the tone. I'm trying to think who else in the league has uh, a big room, so to speak, is uh, as as deep and as uh, multifaceted as ours. Yeah, definitely. Our our bigs are definitely a lot of fun to play with. Uh, you mentioned JD. JD JD's been killing the last couple of games, especially on the boards. You know, I think uh, the the presence he brings on the defensive side of the floor and on the glass has uh, really been giving us a huge push the last couple of games. Yeah, you say that word presence, and, and you know a lot of people just kind of throw it out there. But with each of these guys all bringing something a little different to the table, that's got to make it hard for other teams to scout, don't you think? Exactly. Yeah, I think when uh, other teams try to, you know, maybe get a mismatch with our bigs, it's easy for us to, to counter that uh, with a different big of our own. And I think that's just, you know, credit to all the bigs that we have, even Cade, uh, them four working every day in practice, battling against each other. It's truly fun to watch. Talking to the pride of Niles Notre Dame, Troy D'Amico. Uh, you mentioned we're talking about matchups because it's so much about matchups anymore. It's it's less about positions than uh, than it used to be. Um, you've had some tough matchups this year. Uh, who would you say is is the toughest matchup that you've had uh, so far this season? I, I can think of a few that I would say, but I'd like to hear what you'd say. Uh, the toughest player I've had to guard, you mean? Yeah, player matchup. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think one really stands out to me right now. Who are you thinking? Well, the big guy from Oklahoma State, CSA, I've got to think he had to be a handful. Um, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Garrett Sturtz is probably, uh, of course we're going to see him again this week. And I got to think that he would be on that list. I'd, I would put him on that list. Uh, but maybe, yeah. maybe you just treat all these guys the same, in which case that's confidence. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it, there's definitely uh harder people to guard. I think you say was, was challenging. Sturtz obviously is harder guard cause you always have to be locked in, you know? The second you slip up, you, you let him get behind your head. He's, he's got into the room. He's got a layup. So he's definitely up there. I'd, I'd agree with those. Uh, Troy, you know, obviously you, you were playing last year while Foster and Scotty were on the bench with red shirts. Uh, what have you kind of offered as advice to them in this being their first official collegiate basketball year on the court? Uh, you know, with that transition, you know, uh, obviously you had to deal with the uh, – Things speeding up and dealing with guys that are bigger than you and and probably not the uh, way that you're used to playing. How are you helping those guys come along with this being their first year playing competitively at the collegiate level? Right. I think, first of all, last year they did an incredible job. You know, when they were red shirts, they did stuff that not a lot of people in college basketball can say that they've done. Uh, I mean, every day they were in the gym, multiple workouts a day. So that was crazy. But uh, I say this year, I really just say uh, giving them a little bit a little bit of confidence, you know, what to expect. Uh, obviously, I'm not a vet or anything like that, but uh, having me gone through my first year last year, I was kind of telling them little things like what to expect and stuff like that, but not too much. I think that both of them are, are confident players and are, are very uh, capable when they get in the game. 
talking to Troy D'Amico. Now, all players say yeah, at this point in the season, and really any point in the season, it's you know you just take it one game at a time. But you know, here you are, you're you're in a four way tie for first place in your conference, and that can't go unnoticed. What you've done up to this point has gotten you uh, to this point. Um, what's what's the vibe on the team as far as acknowledging where you guys are at right now in the standings? Yeah, I mean, there's no hiding from it. There's no acting like it's not there. We all know where we're at. Uh, four-way tie. Obviously, six games left in the season. Uh, we're in a position to win the Valley. That's what we all wanted to do before the season started. That's what we all said we wanted to do. And now we're here. So um, I think every day in practice, we bring that same attitude, that same mentality. And uh, I think if we really lock in here and and do what we're supposed to do down the stretch, that we'll be in a, a good place and have a good chance to do what we want to do. How much better can Troy D'Amico get or anybody get in, in six games? Uh, I don't know if we're looking to get that much better, but I would just say uh, keying in on our roles and doing what uh, we're supposed to do to the best of our abilities and just, you know, being locked in on the defensive side of the floor and playing with tremendous effort and, and just, uh, I would say, uh, executing plays and just little things like that, I think are going to get us to get us past that edge at, at, uh, during these type of games. Now this, this is the fan in me talking here and I don't have an answer to this question and, and maybe you do. How do you draw a foul? <laughs> Cause it seems like it's getting harder and harder to draw a foul in the Missouri Valley these days. And I'm not, I'm not, calling out any particular ref or any particular play, but man, it just seems harder to draw fouls and get to the line lately when you need to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think the refs have done a great job this year. You know, I got, I got called. I think I drew five of them last game, so I have no complaints. I think. Okay. We got that, that on uh, tape. You know, we got that on tape. We'll send that to the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think they're doing a great job. Troy, what are you looking for uh, this Wednesday night against the Flames? Your first meeting with UIC. I'm sure you're, since you're from the Chicago area, you're kind of acquainted a little bit with their game, whatnot. I'm sure you saw them every once in a while on the TV or something when you were up there during uh, the school year. But what what are you yeah. guys expecting uh, as you're scouting the Flames uh, this week? Yeah, you know they're a tough a tough team. Uh, they're very skilled. They're long. They're athletic. Um, I don't think their record really shows how good that they are. Um, they played a lot of teams close, and we know that we respect them coming into the game, and we're ready for a battle. All right. Um, UIC and SIU for the first time uh, as a Missouri Valley uh, matchup coming up on Wednesday night at Banterra Center. Let's get six, six and a half thousand in there and make yeah, that nice. thing roar again because, I mean, I tell you, you get crowds like that in February, I don't care who's coming in uh, to your gym. That's got to make them, uh, that's gotta make them pause a little bit, yeah. don't it? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'd say so. Let's get that thing riled up. Uh, Wednesday night, 7 o'clock tip at Banterra Center. Uh, Troy D'Amico, congrats again on uh, the big game against Missouri State yesterday. Let's hope we got a few more of those in us uh, down the stretch. And best of luck Wednesday night against the UIC Flames. Yes, sir. Thank you.